Welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. This is your host, Scott Wilson. Kane Lawson, hey, welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. Great, thanks for having me here, Scott. Mate, I'm excited to uh, talk to you today because you are a wealth of knowledge. Um, you're probably one of the, as far as a young entrepreneur, like, um, you know, well, you look very young for a start, um, but you've done so much uh, in a period of time. I think, when did you first start working? Uh, when I was 10. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us that story because I think it's gold to start off with. Uh, yeah, well, I guess my story, is, my story does start from then. Um, I was no good at school. I was no good at, uh, in those days, school holiday programs, which is what your parents used yep. to send you on in the holidays because yep. they upset to go to work. Uh, school, neither school nor school holiday programs gelled with me. So uh, short of having to stay at home with a babysitter, which was not favourable back then financially, probably for my parents, uh, I got a job. Nice. So I love cars. Cars yeah. have been my passion since I was a young boy. So uh, I got a, a job working at the local petrol station. That's so, outstanding. Yeah, at 10? 10, yeah. And obviously back then, no restrictions, like no one really... Nah. Did you have to lie about your age? Or you just, nah. No, nah, just... nah, I just went down there and just said I needed a job. And yeah. I just started, you know, cleaning, literally just cleaning shelves and doing bits and bobs. And then you just sort of start doing more and more and more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then that just, that really just continued on. And, and, and that's, that that job has, is, is clearly what paved my path to, to where it is today. There's yeah. no doubt about that yeah. at all. Um, and was it the was it did someone guide you was it the learnings or did you just have a strong work ethic and you just knew that that you know that was going to get you through yeah well a strong work ethic comes from my father because he's he's very much like that so I always had strong work ethic and I was always taught you had to work you know we always had to work Mm. around home when we were kids and so on and so forth so I that was just never not an option yeah um so when I went and started working uh, at the petrol station, which was, you know, just, it might have had eight staff yeah. and it was locally owned by a gentleman. Um, I just didn't used to stop. You yeah, know, yeah. I just used to go all day and I just thought it was great because yeah. my other option was to go to a school holiday program, which I just couldn't <laughs> think of anything worse. So for me to go there and work all day, yeah. cleaning shelves or sweeping or doing whatever, which was just absolutely horrible jobs to other people there, yeah. to me was just the best thing since sliced bread. Do, do you remember what you got paid? Yeah, I think I used to get, I, yeah, I do, I used to get, uh, for the first year or two a year i used to get 20 bucks for a week yeah um which you would have awesome. felt super rich though eh? yeah that was awesome <laughs> i was great with that you know i used to i used to bust down to the kmart at the palms which is a shopping mall nearby yep. to where i lived and buy some toy cars and that was good i was happy with that that's awesome. so it wasn't about the money that's for sure um yeah and, and then and then that led on because i was you know working hard and, and i was keen to learn and do other things mm. back in those days uh, at petrol stations, they were service stations. So, yeah. if you had a puncher on your car, they would fix the puncher on your yeah. on your car tire, and they'd sell the odd car tire and just mm. basic things like that. So, th- this garage had a very, very agricultural tire changing machine. Yep, and a wheel balancer, and uh, I started learning how to use that, and and then you know, which came from me cleaning in there. Yeah, I used yeah. to have to clean the machine, so I used to have to push the buttons and turn it to be able to clean it. Uh, so I knew how to. The very, very basics of changing a tyre at yeah. a very, very low level. Um, and that was in an era when, um, you know, that's sort of the mid-90s when service stations went away from being service stations and, and the big conglomerates, it was a shell service station, yep. um, they were opening up what was called a Circle K, which was their, effectively, what was called, what's just not what we know now, but a supermarket yes, back yes. then, which you could buy more things from. And, and therefore, the small satellite service stations just got eaten up and yeah. shut down. And, and, and Shell or Mobile or whomever it may be, they dictated the fuel prices that the smaller um, petrol stations brought mm. at. So they basically just drove you out of town. Yeah. So the way in which that affected me, uh, once I was uh, 12 or, yeah, 12, uh, 13, yeah, 12 or 13, yeah, 13, I just started high school. Um, is that that petrol station got shut down? Yeah. So therefore, I had no more job. Redundant. I was made redundant. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was gone. So that was um, that was a, a drama for me yeah. because I enjoyed going there. Yeah. You know, I really really did enjoy it. Um, so I needed to find another job. So uh, I and I didn't really want to work in the petrol station thing um, anymore. So. I knew how to change tyres and I liked yeah. cars. Um, 
So I just got into the phone book and rang all the tire shops I could. I just wow. started in there and just rang them all and just asked if Yellow there was pages, any, pick them up. Yellow pages, literally. Yep. Picked the yellow pages up, went to tires, and, and I just started ringing them. Wow. And... Uh, was yeah. there any fear there, like, like, or were you just a young kid and didn't like just? No, just there wasn't because I don't, I don't know why there wasn't. Yeah. But I just, I just felt like there was no need to be any fear because, yeah. in anything you do, if you've done enough homework or enough research yeah. and you're confident in your ability and yourself, yeah. there is no fear. Yeah. And there shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, and if there is, then you probably shouldn't be doing it. It's a great takeaway. You know. So I rang up these places and I just got flogged off and flogged off and you know it's just a. 13 year old boy that sounded like a girl probably ringing up for a job and and um that was that so i just kept ringing through them and anyway i got to to m i got as far as the letter m so yep. i got a wee way through and i got to mag and turbo and i i, I rung up and uh it's just things happen for a reason and i just i do believe they do the, the yeah the man that owned the company and ran the company um he answered the phone and I said, yeah, yeah, I'm looking, I can't remember what I said, but I'm looking for some after school work would have yeah. been what I would have said. And uh, he said, yep, what, what else can you do? I said, I can work on a Wednesday from three to six uh, because back then school's finished, high school's finished at 2.30 for yep. school sports. I wasn't remotely interested in school or sports or anyone at school. So <laughs> I knew that I could get from school to there by three. Yeah. And I said, I can work all day, I can work all weekend. He said, great, we'll see you at three o'clock next Wednesday. Fine. Full stop. Didn't even ask my name or anything. So I was like, that, to me, I was like, right, I've got a job. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I went down there three o'clock the next Wednesday and uh, that's where I started. And that's, So that's your journey into Mag and Turbo? That's my journey to Mag and, and Turbo. And how old were you then? Um, I was 14. Wow. Yeah, so, at, 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 the, at the outside. So you're late 13 year old. You arrive at Mag and Turbo, late 13, 14. Yep. And, and like, how long did you stay at Mag and Turbo? Uh, till I was 32. Yeah, and, you, and you, the fascinating part, you went from a young kid to yep. owning part of it, right? Yeah. Tell us about that journey and, and what well, some of the key lessons that you learned. I'm really interested in some yep. of those, well, those the, key lessons. The, the key lessons, so, um, yeah, so that's terrible. That's, so going back to the start, so I started there and I just, again, just started sweeping the floors and, you know, what I knew about anything to do with tyres was nothing compared to what these guys yeah. knew, you know. So I just started at the bottom again, cleaning the smoker room and da-da-da-da-da. And again, just that work ethic of just, just wanting to, like I didn't, if they said to me, you move that pile of tyres from there to there and then move it back, I wouldn't say, well, what's the point in that? I'd be yeah. like, okay, cool, I'd just do it. Yeah, yeah. You know? So so you sort of, when you, when you have that work ethic um, in whatever role you're in, yeah, you stand out to people that make decisions in businesses. Totally right. right? That's how it works. Yeah. Uh, so I just got more opportunities. I was able to then you know do things clean yeah. the wheels on cars which yeah. may seem very simple it's simple and it is simple yeah but guys rush it and don't do it properly and yeah. so I, I led through that so I, I worked in the i worked in the um in the fitting the tire fitting bay yeah. which is where you would start or in that um type of business and uh i just worked there part-time as i said i always worked full-time on the holidays and when i turned 15 which was when i was third form so i turned 15 um in March so I'd been at school for I did first yep. form second form and third form um, on the 24th of March which is my birthday I remember clearly the dean or whoever it is came I got called to their room and they said right you know you don't want to be here we don't want you here yeah um, if you've got a full-time job to go to and your parents or parent or caregiver is in agreement with that you can leave Wow. So, so, so did you find that you just like did you have a learning thing, or were you just not interested at all, or did you feel disruptive in class? What was the? Oh, I was definitely disruptive in class, yeah. but that was that was a byproduct of not wanting to be there. Yeah. I just I really enjoyed primary school. Yeah. Like I really enjoyed. it. I went to a, a school with three hundred kids. Yep. Um, it suited how I operated, and when I got to high school, I went from a school with three hundred kids to. A school with thirteen hundred kids. Yeah, um, I was small. You know, I was yep. a little kid, and I'd I'd come from everyone knowing who you were, and yeah, you know, yeah. you, having that um, that comfort, I suppose, to this big school that you didn't know anyone, and, and um, not to say I got bullied, but I certainly wasn't uh, a bully. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, and I just felt vulnerable. Yeah, which which was good for me because I thought in my brain how I process that is well the way to be 
not be vulnerable is to be better than these people. Yeah, yeah. And the way to be better than them is to do things that they're interested in better than them. Yeah, yeah. And all young guys are interested in cars, cars. right? So, uh, you know, the, the working at Mag and Turbo was the kind of thing that, you know, even though you're at school and you're only sweeping the floors, but guys go, you know, they, they know you work there and they think it's pretty cool. Yeah, so, yeah. So you don't get grief. So that yeah. suited me. Um, but I didn't like school at all. Yeah. And they were the reasons for it. Yeah. Um, I just felt like I didn't fit in and I just felt like uh, I'd checked out. You know, yeah. I could go to work and I could do... And I knew in my brain I could do the jobs that guys were doing Yeah, where I worked. Um, other than my strength that I may not have had because they were men um, better than them. Yeah. You know? So I just wanted to get out of there. So that was that. So the 20, so 24th of March, bang, I was gone. I finished there that day and I started the next day full-time at Megan Turbo. Wow. And I was 15. So 15 years old one yeah. day. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, shortly after that I got my license and that meant I could get a little scooter, little nifty fifty scooter, and so then I just I was away. Yeah. Just, that's what I did. I just And at yeah. Mag and Turbo, you you obviously are going through the through certain parts of that job and yep. then you yep. what was your favourite part? Like I, I know you like sales, so Yeah, I do. Um I think that you know my favourite my favourite part was I, I don't know, there's a lot of favourite parts to mm. that to that business, you know. Yeah. It, it's the, the, my favourite part of it was watching it grow. Yeah. You know, when I started there, there were six, there were six or seven yeah. staff. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, progressively, I, I moved through from the fitting tyres and in, in the in the workshop. Yep. Uh, into a sales role. Yeah. And I developed myself in that, and then I got the opportunity to become uh, a sales manager, and then a manager, and then uh, and then a managing director. So when we Brought into the company when when I brought into the company there were six shareholders. Wow! Uh, and and at the, at the finish it was just myself and my business partner, Hayden. So there was two of us. Yeah, yeah. You know, so and and we went from I don't know six or seven staff to thirty five staff. So wow! A very different um, proposition, you know. And we grew that business. That that, that is the the busiest wheel and tire shop in Australasia. Yeah. Uh, it's the biggest footprint. It's it's got the latest of everything. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a fantastic yeah, business. Yeah, being fortunate enough to run, um, you know, some of the marketing for for the Christchurch Mag and Turbo, yeah. and then also obviously your business. Yeah. Uh, my new start. One of the things I've seen uh, from from and you obviously carried this through from Mag and Turbo was your your customer service. Um, Mag and Turbo's customer service. You ask anyone, we see the reviews coming in and stuff like that. The customer service levels. Uh, extremely high you know is that something that you and Hayden really focused in on and, and worked at because yeah. you don't grow from having six to 30 odd staff if you're not good at what you do yeah. you know and, and you can definitely so so is that something you focused on then? 100% because you know everything in business is a byproduct of the customer yeah so you ain't got a customer yeah you, you can have the best it. time machines you want yeah if you've got no customers to fit the tires for well they're yeah. relevant aren't they yeah so everything stems down from customer service yeah. and that is that is rule number one in anything we do yeah 100 percent. so did you have a plan for that or did you just some put someone in charge or how well, did you measure your your service well the, the plan for that is is that uh i'm very fussy with customer service yeah so if i wouldn't be happy then it's not good yeah. enough you know and the way to manage that is to manage it yourself yeah and did you lead the way with your team correct yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Very much so. I mean, you know, if customer services, the customer should never ring you. Yeah. You should be ringing them yes. to give them updates and feedback. If they're ringing you, you're not doing your job. Yeah. Right. Nice. Simple as that, you know. So just things like that. We would, we would, and, and obviously we went from a small business to um, a medium sized business, let's mm. call it, but a medium sized business that was operating at a, at a fairly high level from an output point of view, yeah. of what we delivered um, yeah. in respect of how many wheels and tires we, we would sell and fit. Yeah. So, yeah, we went from two sales staff to yeah. three to four to five to yeah. six to six or seven sales staff. And, yeah. and we just never, ever, ever lost sight of the fact that the number one thing with those guys is, is they were never salesmen. Yeah. That's the thing. You, yeah. If you work for us in a sales division, you're not a salesman. Yep. Okay. Best way to be a salesman is to communicate with people how you'd want to be communicated yeah, yeah. with. Simple as that. Yeah. You know, and so... That's how it worked. And, and did you find like the people that you employed got that? Did everyone get it, or yep. were some people just not? Um, yeah, well, they, I mean, hey, I, I, well, I can't remember over the years because we've, we've had a few staff, but in that industry, the staff turnover is quite high. Yeah, and we had a very low level of, yeah. of staff turnover, and we would end up, you know, I mean, th this, this journey went over some. Uh, makes me feel old, but it almost went over eighteen to twenty years. Yeah, yeah. So, so we met a lot of people on the way, yeah. and and we were able to bring 
people across to work for us who'd been in bigger corporate companies yep. um, who just simply, corporate companies lose sight of the small things. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Um, and that's how it is. And we never did. Yeah. And that's why we were able to get some really, really good staff yeah. that we had and that are still uh, with the company today because they liked how we operated. Yeah. You know, like, like, and, and that's why, why I'm not there now is because I probably burnt myself out. Yep. Knowing what everyone's doing. Yeah. But that's how I was brought up. Yeah. Uh, that's how we grew the business to where it was. Yeah. Or where, and where it is now. Yeah. Someone's got to make the decision. Someone's got to know what's going on. Yeah. And, uh, and between myself and Hayden, we were those people, and um, I don't regret that in any fashion yeah. at all. And I was just fortunate enough that 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 the, the time came that we had some really good staff that had mm. been with us for a long time, who, who we were able to give the opportunity to to purchase some of my shares. Hayden, you know, he still had some time left in him with yeah. it, or some some passion for it. I don't think I lost my passion for it. I just had had enough, you know, yeah. um, which which happens, and it's the, the best people identify that yeah, rather yeah. than staying there and being stale. You know, yeah. we've dealt with plenty of people over the years who yeah. are just, you know, we used to just call them grumpy old fools. You know, they're yeah. just like, mate, why are you still there working yeah. if you don't like yeah, it? If you do don't like it, else. do something else, right? You know, recreate yourself and do something else, which is what I've um, subsequently done. Yeah, but uh, I'm still very passionate about that industry. Yeah, that's well, you, you know, you're in motorsport, right? You yep. you race. Yeah. Um, yep. Competitively, and, and yep. I've been lucky enough to come and see you at the track a couple yep. of times. You're, yep. you're a madman. Yep, yep, <laughs> that's the thing, and 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 that's you know it all it all stems to that. You know, we like going car racing, and mm. everyone's got a passion. And uh, and our and Hayden and, and myself's way to do that motorsport yeah. was through our business. Yeah. You know, it's it, as a kid, I used to go to racing maybe once or twice a year, and it's yeah. all I wanted to do was go racing. That's it. You know, yeah. I didn't get too much of it when I was younger because that wasn't how my family was set up yeah. you know um, but I used to go at least once or twice a year and I absolutely yeah that was my thing so nice. to be able to work at Mag and Turbo which was even in those earlier days was a brand that was associated with motorsport yeah um you know I'd, I, I'd seen the name around I knew what it was about yeah. so to be working there for me that was the best job in the so, world so you're obviously very proud of that right you, yeah. you can tell still today you know you're very proud of the yeah. fact that you're working for Megan Turbo correct I, I just want to look if we look at that 20 year span what what was one of the most what, what was the thing that you were proud of what was something that you were really proud of that you that you helped in that business is there anything that stands out the, the, the thing that I'm proudest of is making something out of people the others thought had nothing in them. Yeah, nice. You know? So you saw potential on other people, right? Yeah. yeah. And as a leader, you created other leaders inside that business and, yeah. and, and taught taught yeah. um, what you knew and what you've learnt yeah. um, to others. That's pretty That's pretty awesome, right? Yeah, it, it, it is. And uh, it comes down to having guys that, you know, their appearance may not be what other people deem appropriate, whether it be tattoos or whatever, yep. you know, all, all these things. Um you know, I give people a chance, and uh, if they muck it up, well, that's their own fault. Yeah. The, the game's over. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of those guys just want a chance and want to be part of something. And uh, and when you're operating in a business such as Mag and Turbo, where we don't book things in. It's not like, okay, yeah. Scott, come at nine and get your tyres. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you're 10 minutes late, we're not going to do it. Or if you get there at 10, we're not going to do it. We, yeah. we, we have customers who yeah. require servicing, and we will service them to the best of yeah. our ability. Yeah. And that takes a special staff member, not yeah. the guy that's, hey, we've got Smoko at 10, so yeah, he's, no, just, no. he's just out at 10. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's times you can do that. Yeah. There's times you can't. Yeah. And so, you know, I take huge passion from the people that we brought through mm. that, uh, yeah, we, we obviously had some really key staff that were already yeah. in the industry that, that, that were, um, you know, without speaking out of turn to higher up the food chain in the business and things like that but the guys that actually get the grunt work done mm. who put the tires on and do yeah. those things you know they're they're pretty hardened yeah yeah and uh, i'd worked with them and you know i'd been i'd been through it i'd been hung up on the top of the hoist with broom handles <laughs> and i've been through all that you know yeah, so yeah. i don't mind giving that out either no no um but yeah we, we brought some guys through who were very unassuming and you would have never thought would have uh mm. succeeded and they were bloody good staff members, yeah. and they're still there to today. And if I yep. see them around, you know, you, you catch up with them, have a beer with them. They're into racing. Yeah. You know, often they go to racing and whatever it may be, and they're just good guys. And they've actually developed, and some of them have had children and families. And and I genuinely feel like if they didn't come on board at the time when they did in their lives, um, they would have been on a different path. Yeah. You know? and, uh, yeah. And we 
we back then and probably not so much now but back then we used to we used to work hard and play hard and you know we used to have parties after work on yeah. a friday and all the all the stuff that you, yeah. you do um which is good for those guys yeah because they, they've got a bit of animal in them yeah so yeah. if you can say well we're going to do that yeah we're, we're back here tomorrow to... at 9 a.m yeah then you're catering to all parties yeah 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 Hey, that's you know what what a cool thing to be proud of, and obviously um, you know you know for some people when you're in your life you have a season, a reason, and a lifetime, and and you know you've made f- friends that and business colleagues that are that are lifetime uh, in yep. that business, and obviously you know, that's pretty special too. I want to I think you made an interesting point about recreating yourself because you left Megan Turbo, you've sold your shares out, um, and then now you come along and you're doing you know my new start. What, where was the thinking for that, the catalyst for that? And obviously, you're bloody good at it. And most people I talk to around town, uh, when I say your name to them, they go, oh, oh, you deal with Kane. Oh, oh, yeah, no, he's really, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's talked about. He's very detail-oriented, but he has high customer service and he follows through and is generally in, in a game that's full of probably some people that are, that are not uh, as trustworthy. Your name comes up at the top of the list as super trustworthy. Yeah. Um, Thanks. Yeah. So where did that? Where did where did the I'm going to get into property now come from? Um, I've always been interested in property, and uh, that comes from clients we've had at Megan Turbo. Yep. Who seem to have you know nicer cars and all the all the niceties always seem to be guys in property. Yep. Property had always interested me for those reasons because if I could make more money, I'd be able to buy a faster race car. <laughs> so that's that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the motivation behind it as you get older um different things motivate you like family and so on and so forth but back then that was the that was the motivation you know yeah um so i'd I'd finished i was finishing at mag and turbo and uh we were i'd sat down with hayden two years before i left and and made him aware that uh it was really time for me to move on but i wanted to see us out building a new building that we were doing yep and split my role up into let's say four roles and train all those people and spend two years doing so. So I did that, and uh, I had absolutely no plan for when I left. The plan yep. was to spend the last two years dedicated to yep. Hayden, uh, the people that were buying my shares, and to the Megan Turbo business and brand. And then when I left, I'd decide what I was going to do. I wasn't going to spend the last two years deciding what I was going to do yep. and wasting their time. No. So that's that's promptly what I did. Uh, and it would be two or three weeks before I finished at Megan Turbo, one of our customers... Uh, came in and I said, oh, hey, mate, I won't be here. You know, next time you come, I've sold my shares and da-da-da-da. He said, oh, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know. Nothing at the moment. I'm just going <laughs> to have a break for a bit and just regroup. Yeah. Uh, and so he uh, obviously went away and thought about that and he gave me a call a week or two later and said, oh, I think we should have a catch-up on, on doing these earthquake-damaged properties. I yeah. purchased earthquake-damaged properties and I fixed them and so on and so forth. Um, he said, oh, I think there's a real opportunity there and we could do something together. I said, oh, that's cool. Yep, no worries at all. So you know, I finished at Megan Turbo and I caught up with him uh, the week after. I finished at Megan Turbo on the yep. Friday, caught up with him on the Monday, the Tuesday, and by the end of that week, we were into it. Wow. Um, then my new start was born and it was yeah. it was born because uh, of, of the reasons you've alluded to. Um, probably around some people that don't do things with the best, uh, I don't know, Intentions? Yeah, probably the best <laughs> intentions is, is the word we could use. Um, and and the service is terrible, yeah. absolutely terrible. We come from an industry, we're in the tyre industry, there's more tyre shops per head of capita in Canterbury than there is in the rest of the country, right? Yeah. So it's either sink or swim. Yeah, yeah. So you, the only difference we had at Megan Turbo was our service. That yeah. was our difference. Mm. Uh, and that's what my new starts difference is. Yeah. It's the service. It's yeah. going back to people when you say you're going to. Yep. And whether it's a right or wrong answer they want to hear, yeah. you've gone back to them. Yeah. Um, so instant, instantly when we started that business uh, and, and started our, our advertising on the radio, because yep. radio was the stream of advertising that had worked for us at yep. Megan Turbo uh, and it still works for us well to today, um, the tap just turned on mm. and the phone started ringing and we were all go. And then yeah, it, was yeah. sort of, it was sort of learning on the fly a wee bit, yeah. you know, because it was a completely different thing to me. Yeah. Um, and and you, you started this probably, was it, was it five years ago? Yes. Yeah. 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 So, so for listeners, you know, obviously Christchurch had a massive earthquake uh, ten or so years ago. So this is probably, you know, uh, 
six, seven years after that, that you get into this. So it's crazy to think that there was still a market for this. And there still is a market for this today, right? Like there is. Yeah, there is. Yeah, so so that's that's it. So our business is, is purchasing earthquake-damaged homes that... Uh, so very emotive. Very much so. Yeah. That have got structural damage. That yeah. the, 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 the current home, homeowner has been paid to fix the said damage by yeah. their insurer and or EQC, which is our earthquake commission, the yeah. government control body. Uh, and we purchase it from them and then we do the repairs ourselves. Yeah. So we, we facilitated that and do it all in-house and, and effectively our margin comes from us being able to do the repairs in a more economical fashion than yeah. being paid out for. Uh, still obviously up to the building code. So yeah, that's that's really where it all started. And, yeah. and the reason it's gone so strong again is because of the, the service. I mean, obviously it's a bit different when you're buying a $100 tire to when you're selling a $700,000 house. Yeah. Um, so price is a big thing as well. Yep which it should be with anything, and yeah. it is, and, and I still believe hand on heart that we're the most competitive purchaser around. Yeah. But uh, sometimes you just can't get a deal together because yeah. it just doesn't, the numbers don't work. Um, but we've, we've, we've done well and we've brought, over, we've brought over 300 of these properties in, wow. in five years. It, uh, and the first year of it, you know, that was just a big beat up session for me yeah. really, just learning how the market works. And it's good because, you know, you get comfortable in, in the tyre industry. We'd... Uh, We'd beaten plenty of people up and taken plenty of deals off people because yeah. we had the knowledge, and, and that's what happened to me in the first year. Yeah, I, yeah. Don't, I don't begrudge that at all because yeah. it made me stronger for it. So you got in there and started learning the new industry. Yeah, and yeah. you and you learnt from your mistakes. You're, Why didn't I buy that? Why? How did I miss out on that? You know, because yeah. I would obviously talk to someone about buying yeah. the house, and it doesn't just flow out of my brain. You know, yeah. note, notes are written, and then I would yeah. then I would see that, the house get relisted for sale and think, well, we didn't buy it. Yeah, really. someone did. That is one of the things I noticed when we first met. You know, we had a first had a, a marketing meeting, and I think I asked you near the end, what, what's that book you're writing in? <laughs> so you you were you you writ, wrote everything down. Yeah. Every meeting you have, every phone yep. call is written down. Yep. And and so we're like we live in a digital age. Mm-hmm. What was the thing behind that? You just you just wanted to know you what you. Yeah, well, I think the thing behind that is is that I'm not, as you know, overly good with computers and digital things, uh, and I think that people that can do that is great, and, and a yeah. lot of people can. Uh, but I can find the information that you ask me as quickly as you can on yeah. your computer in my book. Yeah. Right. So use what you know how, yeah. use what you know works simple yeah. as that like I don't need to be mucking around on a computer yeah. trying to find an answer for something yeah. when there's potentially a deal on or someone wants some information that I can give them so um, I do have email obviously yeah. but, but agri- agriculture is that plenty of strengths yeah. eh? that's just yeah. I just you know I, I thought it was awesome that you actually yeah. had that information and, and any time you 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 wanted to know some information you had it all there that was, it was very impressive correct and, and we have that all obviously on Dropbox and clouds and things yeah. now as well but I but I still have uh books that I run for different yeah. different things that we're monitoring or that I may be monitoring that I just might decide at a quarter past five one night I just oh where are we how are we tracking with something and yep. I'll have it written down I just go and look at it and shut the book and move on to something else I don't need to be spending time trying to yeah. find what I'm looking for you know I can go and then spend my yeah. uh, unspent energy on something else in the business so, so how has that bit business evolved you know like you're now in doing other property stuff yeah yeah yeah, I think it's just a natural progression when you're in that property yep. industry that it, it, it evolves. Yeah. Um, Where do you see if you look at the property market right now? Like there's, you know, or, or look at the marketplace. Look at, you know, high inflation here in New Zealand. Global around the world is high inflation. Interest rates are starting to to, to move and, and be going up. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think the good times are over, or what's your take on the whole? Oh, I think the good times always come back. <laughs> it's just I think yeah, hey, at the moment there's a lot of there's a lot of benefiting factors around the world, isn't there? Yeah. Um, and you've listed those off just then. I, I think that you know, it's it's only bad if you've got to move now. Yeah. Um, it's not even bad for some people that have got to move yeah. because uh, from a property price point of view, you know, last let's say for round numbers, September to January, you know, September twenty twenty one to January February twenty twenty two. You know, were the highest prices have ever been on property yeah. on record. Um, however. If you come backwards from that six months further, the property prices are still further up than they were. Yeah, anyway. yeah. So yeah. we're really just retreating back to what was the new normal. Yeah. Uh, and if we hadn't had that spike, people yeah. would be comfortable what, with yeah. what the new normal was, which is where we are now. So I think that uh, the property price thing, it, it just needs some time to level yeah. itself out. It, there's a bit of uh, disjointedness, if you want to call it that word out there at the moment, with people that have brought and sold in different markets. And there's yeah. just a bit of a... Um, but a few grey areas there, I suppose, yep. is, is 
well, not grey areas, but you know, pe- there's people who have moved in different parts of the market. Yeah. See some time for it all even itself out. Interest yeah. rates will uh, hopefully inevitably come back to a more yeah. sustainable level. Um, yeah, and we'll be back to normal. I don't know when that will be. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do think in the next in the next six months or so we'll have a bit of an even out and things yeah. will get a bit back to normal. You know, from from my experience in dealing with a number of property investors over the years, you know, it's the ones that have to sell that lose. You know, yeah. like if you don't have to sell, then you. You're not really, you know, you're still That's holding, right? right? It's and That's and right. as you say, you're holding at a higher level anyway, yes. as far as some of the property values. So, it's generally the ones that probably have geared too much that are that are going to be in trouble or don't have cash flow to, yep. to 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 pay for that. So, and historically, it's always been an industry which has had ups and downs. With yeah, guys come and go, and yeah, um, that's where some some of that cowboy behaviour comes from. With not paying for things and, yeah. and all this sort of carrying, it, it, it's it comes down to getting hum, hamstrung cash yeah. flow wise. Uh, which is usually a direct byproduct of the market yeah. going backwards. And and the other thing is, is some people do need to buy and sell for whatever reason. It could be a marriage breakup yeah. or, or health issues in this current market. But what one must keep in mind is you are selling in this current market yeah. and then you are buying in this current market. Yeah. So yeah. it's this, it's really the same <laughs> thing. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so let's switch gears a wee bit. If we've talked about marketing a little bit, but how, how important is have you seen marketing to a business? You know, like... Um, you know, you've you've basically been working since you were ten. Uh, you would have seen heaps of different marketing over the years. Uh, have you seen marketing go really, really well for some businesses and or some other businesses that are not doing marketing? And and what's the effect on that? Yeah, I mean, the business is nothing without marketing. Mm. Um, we've had in Christchurch, obviously where we are, some really good marketers. Marketers. Yep. Market their brand. Yep. Uh, you know, back in, I don't know, let's go back 10, 15 years, 10 years ago, uh, 15 years ago, the way to grow a brand was really, radio was really strong. Yeah. You know, that was the place to grow it. And having a road show at your business on a Saturday, having the radio station, there was yep. sausages and so on and so forth. People that really got hold of that and grabbed that uh, did very well out of it. And built, yeah. they built their brands out yeah. of that. That's how we built the Mag and Turbo brand. Yeah. Uh, and other successful brands around Christchurch, yeah. you know, Paul Kelly Motor Company, totally. you know, um, to, to name one who did it really, really well. Yeah. Uh, those those brands were built off of that and yeah. obviously springboarded and, and there were other yeah. things that they worked very hard on those business owners mm. to do so. But that's what that's what initially grew it. But t- to be able to make that work, you've got to believe in what you're branding and you've got to yeah. believe in yourself. Right? Yes. You just don't come across in the right fashion. Yeah. Um, and... and Going back to the Paul Kelly brand, how he operates his business and operated it back in those days, we learned a lot from him. Yeah. Because he's um, he's old school too. You know, he's come from nothing and yep. built that business up, and he built it on service. Yeah. Which is how businesses should totally. be built. And businesses that are built on service with no crap mm. are the ones that that succeed. Mm. Um, and. You know, he would sell cars, and uh, if you went back to get a warrant of fitness in six months' time, or one year's time, or whatever rules were back then for a warrant of fitness, and you picked it up from his service department and said, you've got your warrant of fitness, just letting you know that your brake pads needed to be replaced. Yeah, brake pads in a year, oh, that's not ideal. Oh, but just so you know, we've replaced them and we've paid for them too, because you brought the car from us and they should have been done. Yeah. You know, I've experienced that with Paul Kelly, uh, right. their service, the Andy. You know, I, had a, I bought a few cars from them over the years, and one of the cars flooded. Yes. Uh, Audi A6, and it, and I only had it a week, and it was full of water. Yeah. They they completely did everything, fixed yep. everything. Yeah. Got to pick it up, picked it up, took it back to Christchurch, yep. gave us a loan car. Yep. You know, the service is amazing. You know, so. So who do you buy your next car from? Well, yeah, yep. exactly. And who do you recommend, you know, p- people. People seem to lose sight of the fact that money's hard to earn, mm. and you, you want to protect the assets you've got. Yeah. Now, if you can go and buy a ten thousand dollar car from Jim Smith down the road, or you can go and buy a ten thousand dollar car from Paul Kelly, yeah, whom will have sold someone you know a car, yeah, and there'd be a very, very low possibility that person's had a bad experience, yeah, because I've never really heard of them. No. Um, that's where you spend your money. Yeah, exactly. And you want to know that. You know, he, he's, he's a big man with a big yeah. brand that he's going to look after. Yeah. They do, and he does. Yeah. And that's what we did at Mag and Turbo. Yeah. That was the same thing. It was that we were never not accessible. If, if there was a problem happening yeah. or someone had had a failure with a tire or whatever it may be, we knew about it. Yeah. So 
that's getting off track from your marketing question, know, but, but that, no, that, was that it, comes down to the marketing. You've got to believe in what well, you're doing yeah, and what, back that, it up. That's the key that you mentioned, though. You've got to believe in what you're doing, right? Yep. And then, so if you believe in what you're doing, you're going to back it up, then you need a lot of fire under it, that's right? That's right. Um, so that's where you use your marketing. Because there's that's actually right. no point lighting a fire under something that's, that's right. no good. Well, you've got a story to tell, haven't you? Yeah. Like, you, hey, if you're going to buy a car, or you're gonna, if you're going to buy tires, yeah. you need to buy them from us. Yeah. You need to buy them from us because yeah. we're going to do you the best deal. Yeah. But if you have a problem, we're going to look after, going to look you. after you. Yeah. And, and that's the better yeah. thing than a better deal. Yeah. Y- yeah. You know that for the lifetime you've got that tyre under your car, yeah. if you've got a problem, just go down and see the guys at Megan Turbo, yeah. the guys and girls at Megan Turbo, and we'll sort you out. So I feel like that's a story for, about telling. And I think that that's what drives successful marketing is the mm. people behind it being passionate about what they're doing yeah. and actually saying their story yeah. and backing it up. Yeah. Because then people listen to it and go, you know yeah okay yeah exactly we get it yeah we get it and also you know i talk to to my to teams and and, and their clients you know consistency message yep. plus frequency of reach to create relevancy you know so if you've got a good product get a consistent message yes and get it frequently in front of the right people that yep. can and want to buy your product because correct one day someone's going to come along hey i need new tires or hey and the funny, well, not the funny part, but, you know, we've seen with your marketing, right, the evolution of what you've been doing. You know, you've got deals just from your testimonials. Correct. You know? Yeah. So so that's consistent message. One of the things we always do is post out your our testimonials because you've got heaps of them. Yeah. We make sure we get frequency or reach with the people. But then someone needs to do a deal. They read one of your testimonials. It's relevant to them at the time, right? right. They've watched all your other stuff. They've seen your videos. But then they see a testimonial of someone who they know rings the person up and goes, hey, do you know this guy? Yep. Yeah, Kane's a great guy. He did this, this, and this for us. Yep. Come to you. It's a done deal. That's right. We, we, we have literally sold, brought... We're in the business of fixing and selling houses, mm. but the first thing is to buy them. Yeah. So like I say to our guys, and I've said to you and your team, yeah. we don't buy houses, the rest are relevant. Yeah. We don't even need to discuss the rest because yeah, no. it ain't happening. Yeah, yeah. So we have brought... A number of, I don't know the exact number, but I should, and I'll look it up now that I don't know it, a, a lot of properties off direct referrals yeah. or testimonials. Yeah. Uh, people just reading it and going, okay, well, I've got a house to sell. I just want to sell it. Yeah. And and this is probably the guy to buy it. Yeah. So at that point, my job's easy. Yeah. I just need to well, turn up and just do my thing. Yeah. Well, the good thing about testimonials, and this is why I talk to people all the time about it, get known by the success of your clients, right? Success of your customers. But testimonials, they speak to the to the conversation that they're going on in someone else's head, right? So Mary looking at a house or looking at doing something, she's got a conversation running on in her head, right? She's thinking all these things that could go wrong. Yes. She reads a testimonial or testimonials on your page, and all of a sudden, those 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 problems that she's got, she starts to associate indirectly you or this this brand with someone who can fix those. Yeah. So so it's a it's, it's an underestimated way of marketing, especially if you do it in such a way how you show a video. You know the audience gets built, then you build the testimonials under that. It's it's a very it's a very good way of getting known, yeah. liked, and trusted very very quickly. Absolutely, and. And, and as you know from the years we've dealt, I'm very black and white. Now, testimonials on our website are exactly as the people write them. Yeah, hard and, case. And uh, <laughs> that's how they should be. Yeah. And, and when Mary that you refer to is reading those testimonials, she is nervous about things going yeah. wrong. And often in those testimonials, it explains things that did go wrong for yeah. those people, which yeah. we then, we then righted, or I'd righted those wrongs for those people. Yeah. So if you've already got those things in your mind and you are reading those testimonials, um, well, it's not guaranteed that we're going to buy that house. I mean, no. and, and let's, we're talking about business here. We yeah. need to buy the house. We're advertising to buy houses. Yeah. Uh, but it gives us a bloody good lift up in the door yeah. to have a good constructive conversation with, with the homeowner. And once again, that comes from great customer service. Yeah. Uh, I like what you said here. Good businesses are built on customer service. So let's just talk about, because I think this is quite interesting, and it's, you're not the first person that's experienced this when you come in and start dealing with us. Um, what did you think of digital marketing when you first started? Digital marketing... When we first started, digital marketing at Mag and Turbo was something that was on my radar, big time. But I didn't have enough time to give it. I didn't have enough time in my day to give it the time it needed. Yep. Uh, and one of my reasons for exiting Mag and Turbo was, uh, amongst many, was the digital age moving forward. Yep. And just knowing that I didn't have the capacity left yeah. to be able to then springboard and grow the business again yep. on the digital platform. Yeah. Uh, had I have known about your company, then maybe that would be a different story. Yeah. Uh, I still would have left Megan Turbo, but I would have known 
more about digital marketing. Yeah, um, it's immensely important, and it's becoming more and more important by the day. Yeah, uh, we all have access to phone. I mean, everyone's on phones and yeah. tablets. You know all that. I mean, you know, even people who you don't think will be on them, yeah. are on them. Totally. You know, my dad is seventy five or something like that, and um, you know. He, he two years ago he was just very basic on a cell phone. Like yeah. it had buttons still. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now he shows me his phone. I brought this up the other day on my phone, and now I can't find it. I don't know how I brought it up. I was like, yeah. "Were you on the internet?" He's like, "I don't know. He doesn't even know where it was, <laughs> but he's watched a video of something." Yeah. yeah. So you know, if that video of something was something he was looking at buying, he'd go and buy it. Totally. Now he could never tell them where he found it or what no. he's seen, but he's seen it. I've seen it. So. Yeah. The people, yeah, it's just it's growing more and more and more. The amount of people that are on those platforms are growing by the minute. Yeah, I suspect. Yeah, and we need to be branding to them. Yeah. So when I first came in here, I didn't know much about it. Um, I know enough now to be dangerous, <laughs> but that's what you guys do. So what I loved about you know, and, and most of our clients, they get educated over time, right? Yeah. So we don't try and overwhelm too much, even though it does happen. But over time, we'll educate you with our meetings, and, and I think you know what I like about, and this is what I talk to our new customers all the time, and it maybe it's something that you could talk to. Um, I generally, find when you. You know when someone's good at business because they ask about the numbers. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, you came in and you were asking about the numbers. And generally, you know, we love that because we want to give you the numbers, right? Yeah, of course. Conversation yesterday, a new business, uh, well, not a new business, they've been going for five years, but they've been running digital marketing, not knowing the numbers. Yeah. Um, you know, what, for me personally, I can't get quite frustrated by that. You know, like, why would you spend money? On something if you don't really know your numbers what's what's your thoughts on that i know what you're going to say but well my thoughts on it too firstly is that this is this is the most vulnerable part of anyone's business yeah okay, that they're putting in your hands yeah it's as simple as that because when you put all the information up on the screen and there's all these numbers that you yeah. guys work to yeah uh they need to trust that you're doing the right thing by them mm. now how can you do the right thing by them if they don't know what the right thing by yeah. them is? Yeah. So they need to be having that feedback and yeah. asking the questions that hold you accountable. Yeah. Like, you want to be held accountable and you totally. want to put the numbers up on the screen and feel proud yeah. rather than them sitting here like stunned mullets not actually knowing what they're looking yeah. at. There's, what's the enjoyment yeah. in that for you and your staff? No. It's like, hey, There's none. Kane, you used to get, you used to be 83% impression share. Yeah. Well, no, not. You used to be yeah. 40% impression share. Yeah. Now you're 97%. Yeah. And I go, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not not yeah. What, what does that mean? Like, it's like, hang like, on, mate, that's freaking awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, that's my thoughts on. It. I mean, if you don't, if you're not asking about the numbers and mm. and that, um, I mean, you know, you've probably got other things inside your business yeah. you're looking at too. Yeah. Well, this is something you know we're seeing more and more and more, and this is one of the reasons I want to do these these podcasts because I know a lot of our clients know the numbers, right? They know they're very strategic, um, very they think about their business, but they know what it costs to get a client. They know what they're prepared to pay to get a client. Yes, some of those basic numbers. Um, and so, so how how enjoyable have you found it? Like coming in, being fairly green. But one of the things I love about you is you're curious and you always ask good questions and that's that's something. But how have you found, you know, learning digital marketing from from where you were? I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, we've sort of applied it in one of the more aggressive yeah. industries yeah. Uh, as, as yourself and the team have identified. Yeah. Um, the possibilities that digital marketing has for a business are never-ending. Yeah. You know, I often think about other businesses you could apply yeah, this into. Totally. And uh yeah, just have such a such a good result. Yeah. You know, I just yeah, it's it, it, re- it really truly still to today amazes me at the reach that is out there. Yeah. Um and still and, how untapped some of uh, those markets correct, are. Correct. <laughs> correct. That was the next thing I was about to say an hour untapped there. And it, it is it is the old radio of 10 yeah. 15 years ago. Yeah. Um which was you know I don't know, let's say the car dealers. Yeah. There's 200 of them in Christchurch. Yeah. Well, you would have known two yeah, on the radio. totally. Two owned it. Yeah. And grew their brands yeah. off it. You know, it's yeah. the same in the digital world. Like, yeah. there's a huge amount of potential yeah. there. And a lot of people, I think, dip their toes around the edges. Yeah. And I think, like anything, if you're going to dip your toes around the edges, you've got to really stand back to yourself and go, well, is this actually beneficial? Or am I best just to not to do this? Because you're... you're yeah. 
You're half-hearted. Yeah. You know, and anything you do half-hearted, yeah. you're not I, doing your mate, best, are you? I had exactly that conversation with these people yesterday. I said, look, you know, from everything I've seen, everything you've told me, are you interested or committed? Yeah. And they kind of looked at me and I was like, well, look, you, you guys talk like an, and you, you, you give stuff a go for 90 days. I said, yeah. we're not the 90-day company. No. You've been with the 90-day company. You know, they guarantee the 90 days, blah, blah, blah. It hasn't worked. I said, we're not the 90-day company. We're, we're 12 months minimum, okay? Yeah. And if you can't have enough bandwidth to last 12 months, then sit, I would not spend any more money on marketing. Yeah. I would go into that customer database that you've got and I would start ringing the thousand that you have. It would make sense, wouldn't it? It would make more sense than spending money on, on marketing. But if you want to grow a brand and you want to grow up this business and you want more people and you, this is where you want to get to, if, that, if you're tr- truly committed to that vision, then you've got to give yourself 12 months. And yeah. I'll tell you what, the first 90 days are going to suck yeah. because we're going to have to learn your business. You're going to have to learn what we're doing. We're going to have to educate you on numbers. And in 90 days... We might as well get to that 90-day period now. Unspoke expectations right now. Yeah, I can 90, tell you now. In 90 days, you're going to be frustrated. That's right. You know, but in the fourth month, magic's going to happen. Yeah. You know. But you're you're they've already checked out. They've already. I know. like what you said. Are you interested or committed? That's that's a really, yeah, that's really really good. I yeah. like that. Yeah. It, it, but it's so true, right? Because it I've, is. Seen, I've seen it over the years now. I've seen it so many times, so many times, and and that's you know, for me. Uh, one of the things I love talking to business owners about, and this will just uh, go into this because it's about mindset, right? Yep. You got to have a different mindset. Yeah. You know those those two guys. I think they'll go away and think about it because they obviously want to get to a certain level, but yep. how committed are they? Yep. So, your mindset, you know, starting at ten, like, how did you evolve that over the years? What was your? You obviously your dad. You had a yep. work ethic, right? And 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 all that goes on. But like, were you reading books? Were you looking information or was it by osmosis being around certain people yeah but certainly by as much was it of most of something it's called i mean i felt english at smart um smart people learn from smart people yeah or smart people watch smart people yeah. or smart people listen to smart people yeah um i wasn't born smart yeah that's for sure but my you know i, I wanted to be successful yeah and i watched people that mm. were and yeah. I learnt from them from a very young age, you know, yeah. from a very young age of being, you know, eight or nine. I, I there's people, and I, I I know their names right now that I watched, and I and I watched how they condoned yeah. themselves and how they operated, which I still continue to watch as yeah. I got older. Yeah, and certain things they did became more relevant to yeah. me. Yeah, as so, I got older. So their actions versus their words, or, or both. both? Yeah, their actions and their words. Yeah. You know, around. Business. I mean, yeah. business is a very, I don't know if people think business is some little, small yeah, little yeah. thing, right? Business yeah. is made up of thousands of pieces it's, of It's a, I, th- I believe it's the ultimate personal development game. Correct. You know? So, you know, the, how you condone yourself in these circumstances yeah. and watching these people and how they, yeah. how they held themselves, yeah. really. That's how I learned. Yeah. And by identifying people that I didn't want to be like. Yeah. And people that I wanted to be like. And and did you identify that at an early age? Yeah. Or was that, yeah, really? Yeah, wow. I did. Yeah, I did. I did. I learned that from two people. I learned that from a gentleman whose name's Tony Cardwell, who owns, who's a very successful uh, man in the automotive industry, owned lots of petrol stations and service stations. He's um, now owns a massive um, race car parts supply shop. Wow. Very, very successful businessman, yep. very successful race car driver, very determined. Nice. Very, very focused. Yeah. So when you talk about mindset, yeah, very focused on what he's doing. Nice. Uh, you know, if you, if yeah, you yeah. talk to him at work, he's at work. Yeah. At the racetrack, he'd be at racing, and and so on and so forth nice. in different aspects of his life. Uh, so that is the person I learned the most from. Yeah. Um, you know, and he he all he's and I I know because I'd hear things and I'd yeah. watch things. He was a family friend of ours. Um, you know, around people paying bills. He said, "Good business owners pay bills." Yep. Bad ones don't. Yeah. Nice. Full stop. And, that, yep. and that's a full stop after that. Yeah. Right? So, so, so your your action from then, you pay bills. 100%. I pay yeah. my bills. Yeah. And when people don't pay me my bill, yeah. that's a problem. Yeah. Because that's my money. Yeah, yeah. Not theirs. Yeah. So I learned Love that it. very, very early. Yeah. And that's how I operate right till today. Yeah. And, uh, and in our business now, we have trades people who just work for us. Yeah. They don't want to work for anyone else. Yeah. Because... You pay their bills. They send the bill, we pay it. Yeah. 
We don't yell and scream at them. We've got Second a good time in two days, I've heard that. Like yeah. you know, from another very successful business yep. owner, yep. paying the bills and and, and how yep. you know back in the day he would get a fax, he'd fax it yep. to the company, Correct. and they would pay. Yep. You know, within yep. and and uh, you know until yep. that day, today, thirty years something later, he's still yep. doing. Yeah, that fax the statement. Yep. that's how we used to get yep. a fax statement and yep. you post them a check. Yeah, you know, I mean, you you and I and and it's just so true. If you look inside your business that you've got now. I remember inside Megan Turbo, you know, um, Archibalds, Bruce Miles, Paul Kelly, Angus Cockrum. Yep. Th- those people, I, w- I would never have ever spoken to them about yeah. their bills. No. They no spend need more to. with us than anyone. Yeah. And they just pay on the 20th. Yeah. Non negotiable. Now that yeah. happens because they're reinvesting in their business. Yeah. So it goes back to when you're saying about people wanting to, uh, you know, yeah. are you here because you're interested or you're committed? Yeah. Well, you know, we wanted all these things when we were at start of business. Oh, I want a nice car. I want this, I want that. What we invested everything in our business. Yeah. We didn't take dividends for many, many, many years. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what yeah. we knew. Yeah. We got a wage and we were happy. Yeah. Um, down the track, when you've invested in your business and done the right things, and yeah, you, you're obviously welcome yeah. to a dividend. Well, yeah. maybe people's mindsets are a little bit different now, and they yeah. need to be taking that out to have the nice boat and the nice car. Yeah, and that's yeah. all nice, and that's why we work. Yeah. But if you work hard and properly and do it in the right order, yeah. You'll have a good business. You'll pay your bills. Yeah, people will want to deal with you. Yeah, and you will have the niceties as well. So good. Yeah, and and look, a lot of people don't. I've seen this time and time again. You know, a lot of people don't don't really want to wait today. No. You know, the younger entrepreneur they don't want to wait. They want mm. to be seen in the nice car. They mm. want to be seen in all this sort of stuff. Mm. Um, but having that ability to wait and do the do the right things in the right order is a key, right? Um, yes. But you have to have a good mindset for that. You know, you, you have to. You know, like. Well, you've got to be very focused on it. I mean, you've, you've got to be doing what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, and it is it is mindset. Yeah. It's like any sports person. It's like yeah. whatever you're doing, it's very simple. What you put out is what you'll get back. Yeah. It's as simple as that. I think also, you know, good business owners hang around other good business yeah. owners, you know, and, and and they like being around other business owners. And I think that's some of the things I really enjoy, the mindset of yeah. other business owners, because business, to some degree, is a wee bit lonely. Have you found that over the years? It, correct. It can be, yeah. It can be. And when we were at Megan Turbo, when I was at Megan Turbo, we didn't uh, meet with people or talk to people or do those things. Um, obviously, clearly, it wasn't detrimental to what we're doing, yeah. but it could have been better. You could yeah. always be better. Uh, but we we're very focused on that, you know, working yeah. massive hours yeah. there. Uh, there was no time for family life. I mean, yeah. that's not. We we're fortunate that then I was, you know, I'm, I'm 36 now. Yeah. I did that work at that level from when I was, let's say, 15 yeah. till 30. Yeah. You know. Yeah, now you have a family and it's different. Now right? I have a family and I still work. Yeah. Many more hours than most people <laughs> yeah. would work, but, but not like I did back yeah. then. Yeah. Um, because you've got, well, I don't have as many staff yeah. now. You've got thirty staff, so you've, yeah. you, you, you've got a lot of outside influences yeah. controlling where your time needs to be spent. And sometimes you get to the end of the day and go, right, I do need now, I do now need to sit down yeah. for three hours yeah. without any interruptions, and yeah. I need to do a stock take or yeah. I need to do these things like it's discipline. Yeah. Like if you're doing a stock take on your product once a month, yeah. Guess what? You yeah. do it once a month. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You know, like you need to be on top of these yeah. things because if you're not, if you're a bit tired and you're not feeling like you want to do it well i'll tell you what next month when you didn't do it for the last two months you'll yeah. be real tired when you're trying to reconcile it or work it out yeah. and then that's just one aspect of it yeah. so i think mindset in that respect of of being very focused on it and that's yeah. what needs to happen and just being prepared to do it like a lot of Correct. a lot of you know you can burn up energy thinking about stuff right but if you have to Big do time. it you have to do it yeah, and, and 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 you know i've got a good mate he's a really good entrepreneur and, and a very successful business owner he always talks about hey do what's the hard now so you can have it easier later and I, I like the you know like for me now right at this moment in in the where we are in the world economy and everything i'm not watching any tv yeah i watch a little bit of netflix but that's it. But Monday through to Thursday, there's no TV. Get yep. home, family time. Yep. But then I'll start working again. Because yep. I want to prepare for what we're you know going into, or or at least be a lot more sharper than than we have been in the past. Right. That's right. So, yeah. Has family life changed your your view on things? Like you've obviously got a wee boy now and a beautiful wife and stuff. Yep. Like yeah, it's changed. It's certainly having having a um a son or a child has changed my views on yeah on. But what the world would hold will hold him down the track, yeah. and and ensuring that 
my affairs are tidy and in order mm. for uh, the event that something happens to me. Yep. You know, I've seen many people cut corners yeah. in business and in life who are successful but haven't got a will in place or haven't got mm. their affairs in order. Yeah. Um, and I've been on the receiving end of having to try and help pick up the pieces. Yeah. Uh, for some friends who unfortunately are not here anymore, and it's it's messy. Yeah. And it shouldn't be. No. Uh, I work on the theory that I've made this mess, so I'll, <laughs> so I'll dictate how it's I cleaned love it. up. You know, That's so beautiful. so great thinking. Some very clear rules in place around that, and that yeah. that brings me comfort that if something was to happen to me, at least the right people are in place to, yeah. to assist that. Um, and obviously, you have a different outlook on the world too when you have a family. Yeah. Um, you know, there's the world's an interesting place. There's um, a lot of interesting characters out Do, there that uh, the, the the world's not as safe as it was when I was growing up, no. which again makes me feel old. Yeah, but it's, it's not simply that, right? not. No, um, you know, there's a lot of whatever drugs and, and people are, are are influenced under different things, and yeah. they and they very 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 uh, unpredictable. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's, it's dangerous. It's concerning. It's concerning yeah. that, that you're going to have have your children out there dealing yeah. with that, and yeah. you know, you've just got to. School them up to be to be sharp, you to know, be sharp, street smart, street smart. Prepare them for for scenarios yeah. or, or or just you know thinking, um, and and making sure they keep their head high as well. You know, it's, yeah. it's a yeah, definitely is a different world that we live in. Yeah, they've um, got to be exposed to that stuff. Yeah. You know, you can't like yeah, you can't hide that's them how it is. You got to you got yeah. to got to understand that that's how it is, and yeah. they need to be able to identify um, certain things that they need to they yeah. need to know what's happening around them. Yeah. You know. Totally. Um, just to finish, uh, I want to talk a wee bit about car racing because yep. I was fortunate enough to take my son along to see you um, at Ruapuna there, mm-hmm. um, and we got sprayed with mud. <laughs> I think my son was no problem terrified <laughs> and never wanted to go back. Um, yeah, you know, like you talked about cars and you talked about you know getting into business and 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 wanting nice cars. Tell us about the latest car that you got. I know. Uh, you're pretty excited. You and Hayden have had a couple of chats with him about it. Tell us about the, the latest car you've got and, and, and what your plans are for it. Yeah, so the latest car we have. So so we do various forms of motorsport. Um, speedway racing on a dirt track is what I've uh, done for quite some time and I still continue to do. Yeah. Um, but we have also been involved in the endurance racing, so long-distance endurance racing from the age of uh, I did my first I did my first long distance endurance race at Timaru when I was 14 years old wow I didn't even have a car license so I had to get a dispensation about yeah. driving in a, in, a, yeah. in a series 1 RX-7 so uh, classic so we Hayden and I have been racing cars from the start yeah you know, we've we've raced cars that have uh, reflected our budget and we've enjoyed it we've met yeah. some great people and we've we've grown our business yeah. from doing that you know, yeah. there's no doubt about that we've met some yeah. some very Perfect successful scenario. and well-known people from inside the industry uh, yeah. from inside motor racing so anyhow um the last five we, we, we've raced uh up until say five years ago and our, our most recent cars then were porsche gt3 cup cars which are really really good cars but life just got in the way business was busy um Hayden had a young daughter. I've had a son. I've moved on to my other business, and to to be able to even remotely get the best out of yourself in those circumstances, you need to be concentrating. Yeah, uh, and we just haven't been able to give it the time. So anyhow, uh, we're probably in a position now where we can do so. So we've brought a new uh, race car, which is a Mercedes AMG GT3 car, which is the latest spec, one of the latest spec GT3 spec cars in the world, wow. and we're going to race that this year in the endurance racing uh, nice. and and the thing for me for the racing is that uh number one we want to be fast yeah obviously uh and we are, are fast like we're very good drivers we're not professional drivers but we're usually a long way further up the road than other amateur drivers that yeah, are racing yeah. and it is just like a job like yeah. we went out last friday and tested the car um for the first time and we had engineering staff there running the car and, and monitoring various things and it's it's you know we're, we're there to be nice. serious about it and concentrate on it like we do with our businesses and you, and you really do get the results yeah you know? um so we look forward to it that is awesome so you so you i can't wait to watch uh because i've heard that you drive pretty fast yeah uh and that you you don't mind uh, getting a bit of a niggle you know like no, yeah no well that's just part of it <laughs> <laughs> it's the same that's the same as business i mean you know yeah it's all smooth sailing it'll be easy but 
we, we do enjoy it. No, I enjoy the challenge, and it's um, it's a, it's completely separate from work, mm. but it is very very similar to work. Yeah. And, and the respect, and like I said earlier on, it's a bit cliche, but what you put in is what you get out. And yeah. it is the same with the racing. If you concentrate and you really, you know, yeah, um, put yourself forward in the best fashion you can, yeah. you you will get a result. Yeah. And a result for us is identifying the fastest you can drive the race car yeah so the fastest you can possibly drive that race car and then your job is to drive the race car that fast for fast. an hour and a half nice because it's a three hour long race that's you cool do an hour and a half each and that's where the real mental challenge yeah is is, yeah. is actually getting yourself driving the car right on the very edge of your ability uh, and, and then saying right yeah in qualifying okay so now we're going into the race and now you're going to drive the car like that for an hour and a half yeah yeah um and that's yeah. and being in tune with yourself right correct that's yeah, it's, awesome it's, it's it's it is it is yeah it's, it's very good mate looking forward to it hey kane this has been awesome really appreciate your time uh if someone wants to get a hold of you uh maybe to talk about property and stuff like that so, what's the best way to uh, just probably just via our website yep. mindyoustart.co.nz yep nice um just all the contact details are on there so yeah send an email or give me a call or yeah Awesome. No problem. Hey, man, appreciate your time. Um, and uh, look, I can't wait to see you guys racing around the track. I know uh, <laughs> I, know, I know you guys are going to send it and yep. uh, take on the Carter boys. It'll be, yeah, uh, we will be. Yes, we will be. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for your time, man. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Hi, Scobson here again. Hey, thanks for listening to the Marketing for Business podcast. Hey, we're on a mission to share uh, these episodes with more business people. So please feel free to share the podcast. Uh, Head over to our website, uh, www.getdigitalinfluence.com for more episodes. And we really appreciate you listening. Thanks for your time and have a great day.